CNN even fact-checks Biden this week before the White House shills show up and start defending. We talk about the chief shooting and why or why not uh, gun laws would make any difference. And this thing going on in Georgia with Fonnie Willis, oh my God, too good to pass up all today. It's on Eric's America. Now freedom needs each American to dedicate himself to its preservation. We must not allow our liberties to be endangered by neglect of our duties as citizens. Learn the facts about all candidates and issues. Then vote for the one you believe in. Guard your American heritage of freedom. It needs you. Hello and welcome to my weekly therapy session, also known as a podcast. As you can tell, I'm doing really great. Actually, I don't really feel sick. Just some sinus crap that I'm going to have to deal with today. I I call it par for the course. You know, I'm around people that are sick like all winter. And uh, I've got a little sinus thing uh, that'll probably be gone in two days. So... I won't complain much if uh, if you won't. Uh, the, I will do complaining about what's going on, but uh, not the sinus thing. You know, I, I mean, come on. It's not that bad. It's not that bad at all. In fact, it's so mild that it could be COVID. Huh. Good jokes. Good jokes. Never, never too late for those. Boy, do we have a lot to get into today. Before I get started, I do want to remind everybody, like, subscribe, rate, review, five stars. Five stars is the appropriate number of stars, and it helps. It does tremendous things. It pushes the podcast up, the billboard charts. Yeah, billboards, no, it's not real, okay? It's not a real thing. No, it just uh, it just makes the algorithm happy, so the algorithm will, you know, recommend it to more people. Um. And hopefully that'll get more people to check it out and this thing will grow. Um, <clears throat> but in the meantime, I'm still going to be here doing this weekly because it helps me feel better about life and what's going on. So everybody else can just, you know, check it out if they want and uh, we'll take it from there. So uh, the media actually uh, started turning, even CNN started to turn on Biden uh, after this report. Now, remind mind you. Uh, this report, they, I know there's a lot of claims that uh, came out and said, well, you know, he was a Republican appointed special counsel. So he's just doing a political hit job. And if that was the case, he did it tremendously because I reading this report, it is terrible, by the way. Um, you know, so many people focused in on just that whole thing of, well, he's a well-meaning elderly man with a poor memory. Like that's a minor Read into this thing. Read into it. I mean, it says that truly he believes that he took all this stuff home, that he shared it with a ghostwriter, that he had, you know, just classified stuff everywhere. So it's really bad, actually. Um, You know, it's way worse than anything that anybody else was accused of. I mean, it's, it's pretty bad when it comes to, like, you know, secret information, top secret, uh, classified stuff that he wasn't even supposed to have in the first place. So it's really crazy, but everybody focused on that part. But remind you, 
This guy was handpicked by Merrick Garland, okay, who, if you think is secretly a Republican, you've lost your mind. If you think he's secretly conservative, you've lost your mind. I mean, Merrick Garland, the guy who says that people who don't want porn given to elementary school kids are, you know, domestic terrorists, okay? He's the guy that's sending people, FBI agents, out to, uh, you know, set into church services to see, you know, if there's, you know, Christian nationalism going on or whatever the hell the buzzword is this week. I mean, that's the guy who appointed this guy. So imagine that he approved this guy thinking, well, you know, maybe he's not quite as a cuckoo bird as I am, but... You know, obviously, he's he's fairly similar. He's not going to be anywhere near Merrick Garland. And Merrick Garland's not going to put anybody on it that he actually thinks will, you know, take out the guy who just, uh, you know, gave him a job. So, I don't know, man. It's pretty crazy. But, <clears throat> end of the day, that's where we're at. Uh, so, just, you know, just to remind you where that's at. Um, here is where the media started. When they decided that, hey, you know what? Uh, this is a real problem. Also offered his sharpest criticism yet of Israel when he was asked about its handling of the war against Hamas. The conduct of the response mm -hmm. in Gaza, in the Gaza Strip, right, has been um, um. over the top. Oh. Israel wow. and Ukraine will yeah, be people on the agenda aren't even talking about Described that. in the report as sympathetic elderly man who is well-meaning. That is not how you want your president to be perceived. No, what but do you he, make of that? he leaned right into it last night and said, I am a sympathetic elderly man who has a good memory. And that'll be the thing he's got to convince and prove to voters. Yeah. This year well, is an important year. And when he has opposite. these moments, and we were talking about Jeez. this off air, Tony, I mean, this is this is something that is glaring yeah. moving into this year. And if you're holding mm -hmm. a press conference about your mental acuity and to mix up Egypt and Mexico, Mexico is not even in the conversation. No yeah. questions about Mexico. Yeah. It's not the topic of the press conference. Mm -hmm. It's not a good look. No, and it was yeah. all about the, the southern border yeah. of Gaza, so he went to oh, Mexico. Yeah. Who among us hasn't screwed up those two countries before? But we're not president. Holly, <laughs> as Wait, you look at this what? and analyze this, I mean, this it's Friday a body morning. blow. Uh, how damaging do you think this could be? Well, here's another phrase for it, gut punch. That's the way that one source described it to me on the Democratic side, Savannah. To so just in a few seconds, Holly, but I just have to ask, I mean, it, listen, neither one of these candidates are young men, let's be honest, okay? And both have had senior moments. Donald That's Trump right. recently confusing oh, Nikki go. Haley and Nancy Incredible. Pelosi on January 6th. There have been <laughs> other gaps about... You know, the next we're going to start World War Two and so forth. Do voters treat them equally in terms no. of that issue? Oh, and we see that in the polls. Only 48 fewer than half of voters, Savannah, in our most recent poll have the same concerns about Donald Trump's age and mental fitness for the job than they do about President Biden. For whatever reason, that is. Oh, for whatever reason. I don't know. Have you seen these two people talk? I don't know. We we I mean. How do you get a better comparison back to back, right? We had four years of Trump. Now we've had four years of Biden. I mean, for whatever reason, nobody, they don't, aren't treated equally on this issue. Yeah, we're watching a guy die in front of us. I mean, literally, the guy is dying in front of us. Here you go. As I, you know, it's a huge problem. 
CNN actually fact-checked. They actually did a segment where they fact-checked Biden. I'm guessing the White House had to call after this and was like, hey, dude, what are you doing? Like, you're killing us here. Um, here's a, a fact check on Biden. Trust me, uh, they are a lot lighter on this than they would have been or they were on Trump. But still, this is pretty bad. One thing that President Biden said is basically that he stored the documents in filing <laughs> cabinets that could be locked. Let's listen. <laughs> All the stuff that was in my home was in filing cabinets that were either locked or able to be locked. Huh. Daniel? <laughs> just, just not true, John. Uh, this report from the special counsel includes photos. Those photos include shots of a box uh, just sitting in President Biden's Delaware garage. The special counsel described it as a badly damaged box sitting amid household detritus. So there was some material that was in cabinets uh, locked or lockable, as the president said, but all of it certainly not. And that open, unsealed, damaged box included, according to the special counsel, highly sensitive, top-secret material about the war in Afghanistan. Oh. Okay, another claim that President Biden made. None of the documents were highly classified. Let's listen. None of it was high classified. Didn't have any of that red stuff on it. You know what I mean? Around the corners? None of that. Huh. All right. Daniel? Daniel? That claim that he didn't have any material that was quote-unquote high classified is also not true, John. The special counsel's report says that the president possessed multiple highly classified documents that were indeed marked as being highly classified documents, including some marked as top secret slash SCI, sensitive wow. compartmented information. That is a very high level of classification. Huh. For example, special counsel Her uh, discussed two top secret documents about Afghanistan found in that open, unsealed damage box in the garage, one of which Her said contains highly sensitive info about military programs and another that contains info about sensitive intelligence and sources and methods. Now, it's not clear, John, if any of those... I mean, I hope people understand what... S I mean, top secret, class, you know, compartmentalized. Like, do people understand what that means? That means that... Like, the people at the highest points of the military don't know this. Okay, the only people that know this are literally the people that need to know. Other than that, no one else knows about it. Okay, that kind of stuff is terrifying to just be laying around. I mean, <clears throat> because you're talking about when you get into stuff like that, you're talking about stuff that you don't want anyone else to know. Okay, uh, things could go really, really bad really, really quickly if, you know, that stuff gets out. And there's a reason for that. Now, do I think the government classifies way too much stuff? Well, of course they do. They'll, you know, they'll classify a dinner menu for the presidential, you know, uh, you know, dinner. It doesn't matter. I mean, they, they get out of control with it. But when it starts getting into, you know, classified, compartmentalized, I mean, you're talking about secret stuff like would have what would have covered you know the atomic bomb and you know stealth airplanes that's the kind of that's the kind of thing that would go into like compartmentalized okay um you know a a backdoor you know contact inside the Taliban or something you know uh, a guy's name that you know if gets out he's dead that kind of thing so anyway let's go on with the fact check
Biden documents had those colored borders we saw on classified docs that former President Trump had, which I think is what President Biden was referring to uh, when he talked about red around the corners. But still, whatever coloring these documents had, the special counsel says they were clearly marked as highly classified. And then I should add, her also said that investigators' analysis of Biden's own handwritten notes from his time as vice president showed that these notebooks also contained highly classified info, though those were not marked. And her said a sampling of 37 excerpts found that, quote, eight are top secret with sensitive compartmented information, seven of which include information concerning human intelligence sources, plus six others that were top secret. Huh. Uh, and then the third claim that he made, Daniel, there right. was that he did not share classified information with a ghostwriter on a book he was working on. Listen to that. I did not share classified information. I did not share it. With your ghostwriter? With my ghostwriter. I did not. Guarantee you did not. But the special counsel said it. Well, no, he did not say that. Okay. He did not say that. Wow. So he's Daniel. entitled to say he didn't do it, he can defend himself, but he also said the special counsel didn't say that he did share that classified info with the ghostwriter. Yeah. Except, John, the special counsel did say that explicitly. Her huh. wrote, quote, Mr. Biden shared information, including some classified information, from those notebooks with his ghostwriter. So there it is in wow. black and white. Now, her did elaborate that Biden shared classified info with the ghostwriter uh, by reading nearly verbatim from the notebooks on at least three occasions, including notes from meetings in the Situation Room. He did find that Biden, quote, at times tried to avoid sharing classified info, like by skipping over certain material as he was reading them yeah. to the ghostwriter. Oh, okay. And her fine. did write that the Don't evidence does it. not show that nah. Biden knew the info was classified. <laughs> Nonetheless, even though the special counsel did clearly give him some material mm -hmm. to defend himself with, this is not a factual defense. So he could say the factual stuff, you know, her said, didn't know it was intentional, etc. But declaring the special counsel yeah. just did not say what he said, John, is not a factual defense. It's crazy. Okay, so they were actually fact-checking him, all right? I mean, again, you notice a stark difference between that and the way they talked about Trump. I mean, you know, I mean, they would turn that into, you know, Trump was, like, plotting to take over the world and, you know, whatever else. So, you know, obviously, they're, they're being much more light and much more fair, obviously. Um, you know, <clears throat> it's unbelievable, but... It, what was crazy is that it was happening at all. I mean, I'm really shocked that CNN, that was all CNN, um, there were some others that started to actually agree that Biden was a huge problem. Those references to his age, he was seething. His anger was palpable in the room, gripping, almost red in the face. I asked him, has your memory gotten worse? He was stern. He was clearly frustrated by the question. He said, my memory is fine, almost mm. short. But look, over the course of the rest of the questions, you saw it. He got more angry, more mm. dismissive even of voters' concerns. And I don't think that tact is working for him. Anger isn't you Joe Biden's brand. Yeah. And it's not the kind of thing voters yeah, want to hear. They want to hear, they want to feel heard on this. Mm. They don't want to feel like their concerns, what they're seeing with their own eyes, is being dismissed outright. Yeah. Well, you know, I. Yeah. What is Joe Biden's brand? Wandering around and saying dumb shit. That's been his brand his entire career. So I, I guess he's on brand. I mean, he's wandering around aimlessly and saying dumb shit. And that's what he's always done. So what do you mean it's not on his brand? Him being angry about it? Yeah, usually he was laughing about it as he said something like extremely racist.
I mean, that was who Joe Biden usually is. So I guess that has changed. Now he's like angry and still saying ridiculous things. So, I mean, I guess there is some change there. Um, I just, uh, it's unbelievable. But of course, in swoops the White House lackeys. They've got to get in there. They've got to defend their man because, you know, he leaves. They all lose their jobs, of course. They can't have that. They've got to get in there. They got to keep swinging. They got to keep going. So here they swoop in finally, and of course, all the mainstream has them on, so they can defend Biden. Gratuitous, unnecessary, and inaccurate personal remarks, and those are improper. The most difficult part about a meeting with President Biden what? is preparing for it, because oh, he is okay. sharp intensely probing yep. and detail-oriented and focused. Just okay, so the hardest part about uh, an interview with uh, Biden is preparing for it. Yeah, we heard that from Kevin McCarthy last week, right? Because if it's not on the cards, we're not talking about it. <laughs> so you better prepare. You better make sure that whatever the hell you're going to talk about is on the fucking cards, all right? Because if it's not on the cards, you're not talking about it. So, uh, you know, it's intense and it's probing. Um, you know, because whoever wrote the card, that's whatever question you're getting. So, hey, you know what? If you could find the guy that wrote the cards, then that's who you're actually talking to. I mean, just to, you know, let you in on it. I mean, they're not saying that out loud. But whoever's writing the cards is who is president because obviously it's not Joe. Because, it, you know, again, ain't on the cards. We ain't talking about it. So uh, let's move on. More lackeys. This past week alone, the president in public remarks, mixed up the leaders of France, Germany, mm -hmm. and he referred to Egypt as Mexico. Yeah, right. Does the president okay. have any memory attorney. problems? He does not. I was in he the does interview. Not. Only this guy's tough. He's smart. He's on his game. And as Secretary Mayorkas said a minute ago, mm -hmm. when you go in to brief the president, you gotta you better you gotta have be big prepared. boy pants on. Oh and, yeah. And this kind of sense that he's not ready for this job is just a bucket of BS that's so I'm, deep your mm -hmm. boots will get stuck in. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, you better be prepared. I mean, you better have your cards ready, and his cards will get together with your cards, and maybe you can work it out. But, but Americans don't agree with what you're saying. In fact, our NBC... Yeah, Americans don't agree with the bullshit you just sold them. So uh, what would you like to say to that, sir? Um, they're not agreeing with your uh, bucket of bullshit that you just pulled out there. Uh, they think your boots are stuck in it, sir. What do you say to that? This poll found that 76% of voters are concerned about whether hmm. the president has the necessary mental and physical health to be president for a second term. Task between now and November on the campaign side to remind the American public, uh, number one, not only is he fit to do the job, he's doing a hell of a damn job. Well, he sure is. It, it was. If he was weak, he wouldn't have been able to rally our allies to support oh, Ukraine rally against Putin's aggression. Oh. Right, he, mm. he uh, right. wouldn't have driven the economy uh, to, to such great ruin. He wouldn't been able to drive the economy to where it is now, which is what the hell are we doing? That's where we're at. Um, let's, um, yeah, yeah. That's uh, that was his lackeys, and I don't even know who half those people are. Okay, uh, one was his attorney. Uh, some other people they found probably working in a back office at the White House. And they're like, listen, you better go defend this guy or you're not going to have a job. And they're like, oh, okay, yeah, we, we'll get out there. Uh, because nobody with any integrity except for uh, Mayorkas. And the only reason Mayorkas is uh, out there defending Joe Biden is he's really open. Joe can save him somehow because he did just get impeached. Now, 
Of course, you don't have to worry so much because, you know, the Senate's not going to, you know, convict him unless, uh, you know, there's a few people over there that uh, have made some statements. I'm just going to say uh, like John Fetterman, who uh, may vote to get rid of your ass. Uh, I mean, he's a Democrat, but he's been saying a lot about the border and that's the reason you're getting impeached. So I'm not sure about that. So I, uh, that's where we're at right now. It's, uh, it's different. It's a different situation. Um, <laughs> it's, it's getting around here is, uh, what's going on. It's so funny. Cause even the, um, the comedy circuits caught up. Okay. Which is good because, uh, John Stewart returned to his show. Uh, he's been gone a long time, you know. Uh Trevor Noah, uh they hired Trevor Noah to go in there for a while and it was just a disaster. And I've never agreed with John Stewart. I think he's a you know, a, a Democrat hack, okay? I mean, he's he's got stupid opinions. He doesn't research anything usually and that's where he's at. Uh he's a lot like Bill Maher. I mean, they're they're very similar people, okay? Very elitist, very out of touch, just whatever, usually the Democrat talking point, they'll call up and, uh, and tell him. But he returned to his show. And, uh, I mean, he promptly made everybody mad because he basically, you know, he usually does the whole lambasting of Trump. We're used to that. That's normal. That's nothing new. This part was new. And here he is uh, roasting Biden. Only, unfortunately... He doesn't go as far as he should, but he does do a pretty good job. The leading cause of early onset dementia is being deposed. <laughs> Back to President Biden. Biden was not about to take the special counsel's characterizations lying down, although chances are he was lying down. When... <laughs> the point is this. <laughs> to the press conference, Batman! My memory is fine. My memory, take a look at what I've done since I've become president. Yeah, None we of you thought I could pass any of the things I got passed. How'd that happen? And I know what the hell I'm doing. I'm the president. I put this country back on its feet. Well, no, he did not say that. Okay. okay. He did not say that. But Mr. President, well, let, me, let me ask you a question. Many American people have been watching, and they have expressed concerns about your age. That is they, your judgment. They, that is your judgment. Boom! He took them to the Biden. Taking nerves. Kicking ass. Press conference over. You didn't mess up. You didn't. No, no, no. Don't stop. Wait, hold on, hold on, sir, don't, no, you killed this, take the W, what are you doing, do not go. Yeah, back to the podium. <laughs> Allow me to present to you a one-man show about what Joe Biden's advisors were doing when he turned around and went back to the podium. <laughs> the show is called, no, do But he went back. I'm of the view, as you know, that the conduct of the response. <laughs> the conduct of a response. Gaza, in the Gaza Strip. In the Gaza Strip. Has, oh. been, um, uh -oh. has been over the top. Over the top. <laughs> Garbanzo, <laughs> Garment, Gaza. 
this election, don't make Donald Trump's opponent less subject to scrutiny. It actually makes him more subject to scrutiny. If the barbarians are at the gate, you want Conan standing on the ramparts, not chocolate chip cookie guy. <laughs> so what's the good news? <laughs> That was not rhetorical framing. I'm literally asking you. Look. Okay, so that's what he was doing. And, of course, he's still the same. You know, he's he's poking fun at Biden. But at the same time, he's still, you know, he's still saying Trump's Hitler or whatever the hell. The, the, these people are completely lost their mind. Completely lost their mind. They're, they're oh, it's so bad. If you want to know what the left does... Here it is. And I guess John Stewart didn't get this memo or he just didn't read it or his handlers didn't give it to him, but they get in lockstep. And this is so freaky. I mean, I've done this before. I've had these montages before. It doesn't make them less freaky. It does not make them less weird. This is weird. And people have got to stop doing it. You got to stop. You have to stop. You can't. Like, look at it and be like, this is normal. This is not normal behavior for human beings at all. So what happened was you heard it in one of the previous clips where Mallorca said the word was gratuitous, okay? And so they literally sent out a memo. And how do I know they sent out a memo? Because one of these people actually come out and say it. They actually come out and admit they got this memo that said the word of the day was gratuitous. The only one so far you've heard say it was Mayorkas. He got the memo and he read it and he went on the air and he goes, yeah, this report was very gratuitous. Okay, what was gratuitous about it? I mean, the guy said, hey, listen, the dude's got like top secret shit about spies who they'll get killed if their name is revealed and he's got them sitting in his garage by his Corvette and you know he's out wandering around looking for chocolate chip ice cream in the fucking garden okay with his garage door open wondering you know I mean what the hell are you talking about what do you I mean what do you mean but anyway apparently that was gratuitous now here is somebody admitting that this is the word of the day and all the media following along and it is freaky and weird and it shouldn't happen it makes you believe that you live in a simulation not good. Not good at all. Here you go. Word of the day when this report came out to describe the uh, uh, descriptions was gratuitous. And I think that was right. There were cheap shots. I okay, so she just admit it. I don't think you're supposed to read that part, ma'am. Ma'am. Excuse me, ma'am. It says that on there for a mental note for you. Okay, that's not to read out loud. The word of the day to describe this report is gratuitous. Yeah, that's that's the unspoken part. Stop reading it. Jesus, do we have no one? No, no. Anyway, another one, another one, of course, because you're going to find out today, none of the people involved in any of this on the left, not one of them could find two brain cells to rub together. I'm telling you, these people are the dumbest people in the world. All of them. We're going to cover it all. But here we go. They got the word of the day. They got the memo. She read it to you. You now know the word of the day is gratuitous to describe this report. And here we go. 
found some of the language in the report a little bit gratuitous. I think that this uh, special counsel report was gratuitous. This gratuitous language that he used. Gratuitous language about his mental acuity. <laughs> a very gratuitous hypothetical about Biden's age. And I think the word gratuitous is generous. There was so much unnecessary, inflammatory, and partisan kind of language that was used about President Biden in there. There's a Justice Department tradition that you don't interfere with presidential elections. Same. This seems like the height Same. of interference. You don't interfere in presidential elections? Really? Really? Hmm. Um, how about burning down a whole fucking country over a lie about uh, a guy dying in the streets? Oh. I mean, that's fine. That's fine because the left did that. Hmm. Okay. Anyway. Gratuitous yes. Republicans oh, making hay out of the gratuitous age comments oh, in the report. This is a little bit, in my view, beyond editorializing. It is gratuitous yeah. political oh, hackery. All of wow. the other language. We use the wow. word extraneous. We are, we use the word gratuitous. But like oh, I said, I think those are it. generous words. Those you are just two actually points. too nice to say. Everybody, they got their points in. They got their word of the day. They got their little memo. It said, use this word. And they all used the word. And it was so cool. No, it's not. It's freaking weird. Stop it. Stop doing this, okay? Stop letting somebody else think for you. What is going on? Well, what is going on is none of these people are very smart. None of these people are very bright at all. Not even close to being bright. And it starts at the top. Now, we always knew that Joe was a dim bulb, okay? We've known this his entire career, that he's not... You know, the sharpest tool in the shed. He, you know, he started out years ago when he told everybody, I believe I'm smarter than you. And I graduated with two law degrees from three colleges and I was the smartest guy in the world. And they're like, dude, barely got to school. He's pretty damn dumb. And that's ended his first uh, <clears throat> bid for president. He made a Super Bowl ad. Now, what would you do if you were making a Super Bowl ad as president and you wanted to win re-election? I think I would come out with something like rah, rah, re, I'm killing it, I'm taking over the world, something. I don't know. I, I don't think you do this, though, because this makes you look bad, even though you're too damn dumb to understand it. Here you go. Sunday. If you're anything like me, you like to be surrounded I'm by not. a snack or two while watching the big game. You know, when buying snacks for the game, you might have noticed one thing. Sports drinks bottles are smaller. A bag of chips is yes. full chips. They're still charging it just as much. Who's and as an ice cream lover, what makes me the most angry is that ice cream cartons have actually shrunk in size, but not in price. I've had enough. We're of sure that this is AI. It's a ripoff. <laughs> Some companies are trying to pull a fast one by shrinking the products little by little uh, and uh -huh. hoping you won't notice. Right. Give me a break. The American public is tired of being played for suckers. Oh, yeah, I'm by you. Companies to put a stop to this. That's incredible. Let's make sure businesses do the right thing now. Okay, that was a Super Bowl ad. Shrinkflation. Hmm. Anybody want to tell him? Why tell him? He has no clue where he's at. The only thing he's figured out was he doesn't get as many spoons of ice cream out of the carton anymore. Because you know this guy, this guy, is the guy waking up in the middle of the night and Jill's going to have to chase him down. Like, where the hell is he now? 
Joe, why are you eating ice cream in the middle of the night again out of the carton? I've told you, I've told you, I've told you, stop it. Stop eating ice cream in the middle of the night out of the carton. And he's like, "Uh, I used to get 22 spoons out of this carton. Now when we get 20, they're trying to pull a fast one on me. I know what they're doing. I got two scoops left, some ice cream. Yes, that is a real conversation that I know has happened. Okay, it has happened. I guarantee you. That's where we're at. That's where we're at with this guy. You're going to make... Boy, we are in for a fun season, aren't we? It's only February. Do you remember where we were February of 2020? Yeah, we were just getting word that the world was about to get set on fire with COVID. And now we're in 2024 and it's February. And as it was in February of 2020, Joe Biden is fading fast. I don't know if you remember this. He wasn't even a thought in the presidential race by this point in 2020. Not a thought. He was fourth place in Iowa, nowhere in, anywhere. Bernie was setting the place on fire. Trump was set it up, set up to, you know, start hammering Bernie, you know, the idiot that, you know, honeymooned in the USSR and communist Russia and thought bread lines were a great thing and all that. So you know, Bernie was in the spotlight and Joe Biden was just an afterthought and getting ready to head in to Super Tuesday. I mean, unreal, man. Unreal. And it wasn't just a few months later they set the country on fire to make sure that they got Trump out. So it's going to be an interesting year. It's going to be a real inter- very interesting year. Speaking of one of the people that helped set the country on fire, since we're talking about People that aren't that smart, people that aren't very bright. We're going to listen. This is actually was actually on a TV show. I swear to God, this was actually out there for people to watch. Ben Crump, the corrupt race baiting attorney that runs around everywhere and starts riots and sets the place on fire. That jackass. You might think, man, you know, this guy is, you know, he's an evil genius. You know, he gets all these race riots going and everything else so his clients can get money and he can get famous and all oh, this is going to be great. Um, he is dumb as a whole box of rocks. Here he is talking to Al Sharpton and somebody else on a freaking TV show. This guy's a moron. The crime in America overnight. Get rid of it on just like that. How? And people ask how attorney crump. Yeah. Change the definition of crime. Mm. Of course, <laughs> if you get to define what conduct is going to be made criminal, <laughs> you can predict who the criminal is going to be. It sounds yeah. like we're criminal though. Yeah. Our existence no, is criminal. Yeah, the law. Your existence is criminal. Do you know? I'll be damned. I did not know. Do you listen to this dumb shit that these people are saying? I mean, these people are on TV. No one edits them. No one comes in and says, would y'all shut the hell up? Because you're freaking idiots. You've got an attorney who's supposed to be world-renowned, comes in and goes, yeah, yeah, I can end crime tomorrow. I got to change the definition of crime. Make stuff that's crime now. Make it not illegal. Then nobody committing crimes. Um, 
I just suddenly got a migraine. What the hell are you talking about? And then this other guy uh, chimes in and goes, my existence is a crime. What the fuck are you talking about? Stop making noises with your mouth. You're an idiot. They make the law to criminalize our culture, <laughs> to black culture. Mm-hmm. I mean, and so when I think of Eric. Criminalizing black culture. What what part of black culture are you criminalizing there? Attorney Crump, what kind of uh, culture are you uh, trying to preserve? Here he goes. I always think of stuff like that. Lucy Cigarette. No, he said stuff. Like that. Now, that's, that now that one. Yeah. What are you talking about? This is about taxes. Now, what's funny is the whole he's bitching about. He said Lucy's. He's talking about selling single cigarettes. Does anyone know why you're not allowed to sell individual cigarettes? Anybody want to tell a turn to Crump why that's a problem for the U.S. government? I can help him out. It's called taxes. And since you're a Democrat, you love taxes. I mean, you love taxes. So I can't imagine why you don't want that man shot. For not paying his taxes. Because you're a Democrat. And everybody knows Democrats love taxes. So you're on the wrong team. You're on the wrong team, sir. I think you didn't get your memo. Did you get the word of the day? I guess not. Guess Attorney Crump didn't get the word of the day. I got to take a quick break. I'll be right back. And we're back. Let's see uh, if there's anything else worth listening to in this clip at all. Got in his life. Yeah. And then George Floyd <laughs> All right. was trying to buy cigarettes and so forth. So you have to think about right. the profiling things that they come up with the profilers for. Pretext yeah. your reason. Yeah, you know, they were breaking the law. Every day, y'all, they would come and say, you can't wear baggy pants. Right? Mm-hmm. Make mm-hmm. that a crime. Right. You yep. can't have milk cartons Wouldn't in your they do yard. That? Make that a- can't have milk cartons in your yard. I mean, that's a crime. It's a crime to go buy cigarettes. Well, I mean, if you got counterfeit money, apparently that's a crime. They just profiling, you know, he got a fake 20 to buy some cigarettes. I mean, that's just uh, profiling. I mean, you can see what an idiot this guy is. This is supposed to be the brilliant civil rights attorney, Ben Crump. He's a freaking idiot. And they're all idiots. And that's what you're about to find out. They're all idiots. And you think I'm crazy, but I'm not. They're all idiots. I mean, you've heard Biden. You've heard Kamala. You've heard AOC. You've heard, like, my Orcus and all these people. They're idiots. They literally think that they are making sense, and they make no sense, and they just keep talking. They keep beating their gums and making noises and think they are brilliant, and they're actually just freaking dumb. And there's no better example of this, no bigger example of corrupt and stupid than what's going on with Fanny. Oh, excuse me, Fawny, which if you want to be called Fawny, you might want to have your parents, you know, put an O in your name instead of an A. Your name's Fanny. Fanny. Man, this is unreal. So going to give you an idea what happened here. So she picked a guy to be special counsel to prosecute Trump. Okay. And she got, did that because she was paid, bought and paid for by one George Soros. So she could be the DA of one of America's largest cities, Atlanta, Georgia, okay, Fulton County. 
Well, the reason George Soros does that is because he wants crime to run rampant. He wants to destroy things. He is uh, quite possibly one of the most, you know, destructive, evil individuals that's ever lived. Um, and I've went over and over and over. But anyway, she was bought and paid for. Now, but saying that, um, she's much like Letitia James in New York. Okay. And we're going to talk about that one before we get to Fawny. Yo, Fawny Willis down there in Atlanta. Before we get down to her, we're going to talk about this case in New York. Now, everybody knew that the case in New York, obviously, you know, they brought a fraud case. And I talked about this before. They brought a fraud case that should have never went to any, you know, there's no defendant. And you say, well, how can that be? And I'm telling you, there's no defendant. See, if he would have defrauded someone, then there would be a defendant. And, of course, all these craven, you know, leftists are just celebrating because, of course, he was found that he was committing fraud by not committing fraud. See, if you commit fraud, you have to rip somebody off. But if you get a loan and you pay it back with interest, there's no victim. How is that fraud? And they're saying, well, no, he committed fraud because he said his properties were worth more than what they are, which is just an insane shit that no one would believe unless you have a vendetta against somebody and you've decided to turn the American justice system into a complete and utter joke and try to take out your political enemies. Oh, well, that's what they do. And I've heard all my life. That's what they do in places like Russia, which, again, quick story. Um, there's an election coming up in Russia and the major competitor to you know vladimir putin uh which he already tried to kill him once was alexei navalny and then suddenly he got moved to a different prison and yesterday he died and everybody's like man look how evil russia is and i thought man you know i'm glad i live in a country where the ruling political class doesn't try to destroy and throw their opponent in jail and destroy their life i'm so glad i uh-oh well, anyway, um, we're here in America, um, 2024, where it's hard to tell if it's America or Russia. But uh, they finally got somebody to be, you know, a bit honest. So they pulled in the one guy. I can't remember his name. This is how much I give a shit about celebrities, okay? Just to let you know, I give so much of a shit about celebrities that I have no idea what this guy's name is. I know he's on Shark Tank, Okay. Other than that, no clue. Uh, it's not Mark Cuban because he's a political hack and he would never stand up for anything. But here they're talking about how stupid this fraud case is that Donald Trump just got, I guess, hit with a $350 million uh, lawsuit. He has to pay $350 million to somebody for some reason, but nobody really knows why uh, because, well, here the guy from Shark Tank will tell you case strike you as odd well let's leave out trump for a minute and let's leave out politics and just talk about what happens in real estate development anywhere so if you're a developer and you've got a building on on a block anywhere in america and it's worth let's say 500 million dollars and you want to build a building right beside it you go to the bank and say this building is worth 500 million dollars i'd like to borrow a construction finance loan against this asset 
and I want you to tell me it's worth 500 million too. And the bank negotiates with you and says, well, no, we think it's worth 400 million. And you fight it out. You're always trying to show your assets in the brightest light with the sunshine you could possibly determine for them. You want them to be worth the very most because you're only going to get a 40 or 50% loan to value, as it's called. Then you borrow that money. In the case of a $500 million asset, maybe you get $250 million, and you build a new building with a construction finance loan. And so that's what this case is all about. What, and, and by the way, forget about Trump. Every single real estate developer everywhere on earth does this. Yes, it's called business. And I don't know what world. I mean, you got people out there. I literally called. Now, this is how uh, when I say this is a therapy session, I'm not kidding. I literally called a Jewish guy a bootlicking Nazi over this on Twitter. I know. Listen, I can't help it. You are who you are. I contend that Nazism was an ideology that was much more based in an ideological stand than it was racism at some points. Uh, and of course, there was a racist element, but there were also uh, Jews involved in it as well that, uh, you know, just hated, you know, other Jews. So I don't know. I don't know what the hell that was going on. Beats the shit out of me. But anyway, um, yeah, there's a guy, you know, on he's just a leftist, uh, just so happens to have a Jewish last name. So whatever. Um, but he was like, oh, you know, it's good. You know, Trump's such a fraudster. He's such a fraudster. He said something was worth more than what it was. And the bank just said, okay. And he gave him a whole bunch of money. And then Trump ran off to a foreign country, spent all the money, and never paid it back, right? And he committed, wait a second, no. He said something was worth more than that. The bank came in and said, we don't think it's quite worth that much. They went back and forth, and then the bank gave him a loan, which then they got repaid with interest. They were happy. He was happy. Everybody was happy, except for the leftist and the Soros people and the Democrat Party who said, no, we need to throw him in jail because it's an election year, or we need to break him so he has no more money and he knows not to go against the Democrat machine. And that's what happened. So you had Letitia James bring this case to trial, which is absolutely insane. And she would lose anywhere else because she's a moron. But because they have a leftist judge and leftist jurors who hate Trump, they got it through. Now, will it get thrown out at some point? I'm sure it will. Now we get down. We've traveled down to Atlanta. To Letitia James's counterpart in Atlanta named Phone. Good old Fonnie Willis. She's a good old Southern girl, and she's going to tell you all about her Southern living and how that works. And, you know, she is in trouble because she appointed uh, this guy, Wade, special prosecutor to do the Trump uh, election interference case, which is absolutely insane because... You know, none of this actually happened, but it doesn't matter. She's a leftist. She was appointed, you know, supported by Soros, and she's a Democrat, and they don't care about the Constitution or anything else, and they think it's Russia, and they're just take out a political opponent because they're scared to death that he's going to win. So that's where we're at. She hired this guy who's getting paid. Uh, very handsomely, hundreds of thousands of dollars from the good people of Georgia are paying his salary. And 
He's getting paid far more than anybody else because he's a special counsel. Just one problem. He's her boyfriend, or was her boyfriend. Now, he was married, and so he was having an affair with her. And so this came out at his divorce trial. Now, why this is a problem is then you have to uh, bring up the, that there's a conflict of interest. There may not be an interest in justice. There may be an interest in keeping this case going because the longer the case keeps going, the more money her boyfriend makes, and he's been taking her on vacations and all that. So all this is going on, a lot of corruption. They're going to try to get to the bottom of it, right? They're going to jump in and tell you what's up. So let's get to this. I can't wait any longer. Let's get into this. So first, we're going to uh, talk about uh, Bonnie's campaign. This is what she said on the campaign. i got to set this up because this is great. Before we get into all the rest of this, this is what she was saying on the campaign that won her the election of why you should vote. For good old funny, down home Southern girl. Because they deserve a DA that won't have sex with his employees. Because they deserve a DA that won't put money in their own pocket Uh-oh. when it should go to benefit children. Because we deserve better. All right. So you heard her. Good old funny said, listen, these people deserve a DA. Not going to be sleeping with employees. Deserves a DA ain't going to be stuffing money in their pocket. All right. Enter Fonnie Willis. She got the job. How's she doing with those promises? Let's find out. Well, um, I'm guessing Wade, although wasn't it sort of was an employee because she hired him as a, or appointed him as special counsel. And then she started, well, having sex with an employee. So strike one, and then we're going to find out about money. Oh, boy, are we going to hear about money and lots of it and apparently cash. Um, here we go. First of all, we're going to hear from uh, Wade. Uh, they're, they're starting to talk about the what's behind this case and him doing some of his testimony. Are you ready? Let's go. You said in the affidavit that you roughly shared travel, though, correct? Yes, ma'am. Okay. So this roughly sharing travel, you're saying she reimbursed you? She did. And where did you deposit the money she reimbursed you? It was cash. She didn't She didn't give me any checks. So I think this so is she so paid obvious. you cash for her share of all these vacations? Mr. Schaefer, you'll step out if you do that again. Yeah. Yes, ma'am. Someone okay. laughed. And so all of the vacations that she took, she paid you cash for? Yes, ma'am. And you purchased all of these vacations on your business credit card, correct? Yes, ma'am. And you included those in deductions on your taxes, correct? No, ma'am. Hello. Ruh-ro. Hello. IRS. Knock, knock. IRS. We like to do, uh, I believe it's called an audit. Now, of course, these people aren't going to get audited because they're Democrat. But let's just say you take a business trip and you call it a business trip and you put that on your business credit card. And then you're like, no, that's not a business trip. That's personal. Well, if it's personal, then you're defrauding your company by putting it on your company's uh, credit card, number one. Number two, if you got reimbursed for it, that's income that you've got to, I mean, these people are insane. And we're talking about, and you're going to find out here in a minute, 
they weren't uh, just taking vacation to the beach for a week. I mean, at least not the local beach. And they weren't going to Florida for a weekend. No, 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 no. They were taking some pretty big, um, pretty big vacations. And uh, I'm sure it cost, well, quite a bit of money. Here's the news report and then the, uh, some beginnings of Bonnie Willis. Fool you. This is epic. This is monumental. If things are going in the direction we think, uh, Fonnie Willis lied to the court. It's oh, no. game over for her. Mm. She will be disqualified. Um, mm. If they had a relationship prior to when they uh, represented to to the court, it's it's a huge deal. I, I can't overstate it. And do you feel the same way, Charles, based on the testimony of what we just heard? Mm. And we just learned Nathan Wade, mm -hmm. who is the special prosecutor in this mm -hmm. case, walked in the courtroom. He is being sworn in to testify now about this issue and his relationship with Fonnie Willis. Let's listen. You also said. Okay, so uh, I just played you that. He was talking about his relationship and they shared travel or whatever. Now, you heard what the is behind this case and why it's a problem. We talked about that. And, of course, there was witnesses that said that their relationship actually started in 2019. They're saying it just started last year, whatever, after he was appointed. They met and they started it. And people are like, no, no, no. It started years and years ago. And you're going to find it interesting how they justify this. But this right here is where they're talking about asking Fonnie about these trips and where she went with him because she tried to stonewall them every way possible. She just filibustered and whatever else. And they're like, well, has he ever spent the night at your residence? She's like, my residence? What do you mean my residence? I have multiple residents. They said, well, one of the residences you own. Well, where is it at? I mean, she just went on and on. What do you define staying with? Define this, define that. It's like, Jesus Christ, like terrible. But here... They're asking her about where she traveled. Did she travel to other countries or other continents, whatever the hell? And this is uh, this just shows you how dumb these people are. He was a world traveler and had been on many of the continents. I've been to six. Have you been on any of those continents with him? Um, Besides this one. Uh, where's Belize? What continent is that? I'm not being funny. I don't know. Uh, Let's say with the I've exception been to of the, Belize with him. I've been to the Bahamas with him. I've been with Aruba with him. Don't embarrass me. I'm not sure what continents those are on. Whatever continents those are, that's where I've been. I'm sure if I gave it some thought, I would tell you. But whatever continents those are that I've been to, uh, those locations. So. Yep. I mean, it's hard to really tell. Pretty sure it was the Belizean, the continent of Belizean, and then the Bahamian continent and then maybe the Arubiadian continent but the Belizean continent was my favorite really um so again other than finding out that uh she has no idea about anything in the world uh other than that, you also find out that these were some pretty high-class trips. I mean, she's going to the Bahamas, she's going to Belize, she's going to Aruba. I mean, what the hell? These are not uh, cheap trips. And he's putting them on her credit card, and he said, hey, she just showed up with a lot of cash. Pay me back in cash. I mean, I didn't deposit it. It was cash. What do you do with cash? You just stuff it in the wall. Just keep piles of cash around. By the way, you're in Atlanta, sir. Uh, someone just broke into your house. Someone just knocked down the front fucking door. Just want to let you know that that's what's happening right now because you said there was a wad of cash in there and they just hit your door. Um, I mean, this is crazy. It goes on. 
So here, uh, <laughs> she's just funny. It's just a horrible bitch. Here's this, and then we're going to get into this bulk cash stuff, but here's this part. No, no, no. I object to you getting records. You don't get to object. You're intrusive no. into people's personal lives. You're confused. You think I'm on trial. These people are on trial for trying to steal an election in 2020. I'm not on trial. No matter. Actually, you are on trial because you misrepresented your relationship to the court and now it sounds like you're embezzling money and everything else so yeah there's there's uh there's a lot going on here but yeah she's like these people tried to steal an election blah, blah, blah. did they steal the election no did anything happen no you tried to steal an election how do you know they stole the election in georgia how do i know because fonnie willis just accused the other people of doing it so therefore i know the democrats stole the election that's all i need to know whatever they say Somebody else is the one that's exactly what they're doing. That is what the Democrats do all the time, all the time. So now I know I didn't need, I already knew before when all kinds of evidence come out, I don't need any more evidence. I got this dumb bitch going, hey, they tried to steal an election in Georgia. Well, at least I know what the Democrats did the last, last election because that's what they're doing. It's the same shit. Anyway, she goes on and on and on. She objects to people getting personal information because she's not on trial. She don't have nothing. You can't question her. Bonnie is a powerful black woman. And if you read some of these articles from the New York Times or the Washington Post, oh, my God, they just went on and on fawning over her and her power. Fuchsia dress. One problem with that power, fuchsia dress. It was on backwards. But, you know, hey, it's whatever. She had her dress on backwards. She's spouting off about how these people tried to steal an election and you don't need to know any personal information about me. How hard you try to put me on trial. So my question was, do you have any problem? I object to getting any personal records of mine. We're not dealing with privilege through a witness. And I'm not, no, 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 I'm not dealing with privilege. What um, we had offered to put them in camera for the court to review. And I just want to know if she has any That's problem. That's something to do with a witness. Well, she be treated I think we well, I'm very much want to be here. So I'm not a hostile witness. I very much want to be not here. Not so much that you're hostile, Ms. Willis, would be an adverse witness. Your interests are opposed to Ms. Merchant's. Thank you. Merchant's interests are contributing. Contrary to democracy, Your Honor, not democracy. What a fucking bitch. Contrary to democracy, Your Honor, because I am more powerful and more special than anybody. Actually, you're just a thieving bitch. That said you weren't going to sleep with the people in your office, and you're doing that too. So now you're just a lying, thieving bitch. Um, and a dumb one at that, because she thinks that somehow she can just like talk her way out of this and this is her story this is their story now i want you to think about this story never before in human interaction ever in history has this set of circumstances ever come together ever before but you are to believe just like the judge got mad at the one guy for laughing you are to believe that on this day that this is the first time you ever heard of this sort of human interaction, the first time ever, and you need to believe it. And you got to believe it because she's wearing her power fuchsia, and she is a black woman. And you know you can't question any of that. So you're just stuck with it. So here is the story that they have come up with that 
It's hard to define a relationship. We're going to find out why it's hard to define the relationship. We're going to talk about that here in a minute, too. They had a relationship started in 2019, according to witnesses. They say, no, it didn't start then. Now, they went on elaborate trips to Belize, the Belizean continent, to the Bohemian continent down in the Bahamas. They went to Aruba on the Arubican continent. They went on these very expensive trips, and they put them on this man's business card, okay? That means his business paid for it, not him personally. But then he's saying that, don't worry, I didn't misrepresent it because she paid her half. So she showed up with a buttload of cash, four or $5,000 in cash, and dropped it on his desk. And he didn't put it in the bank. And he didn't pay back his business credit card. And when they asked him if he had a receipt, he said, I don't have no receipt. All I got's my credit card statement. That ain't a receipt. That's a receipt. That, that's for damn sure a receipt. It shows what you paid for. And when you paid for it, that's a fucking receipt. These people are idiots. And he goes, I don't know what happened to the money. I, I think maybe I gave some to my kids. I just have wads of cash laying around. Now, has that ever been a, a human interaction ever in history? A woman shows up with mountains of cash like, hey, I want to pay you five grand in cash for you putting this uh, trip that we're about to take as a couple on your credit card. Not your credit card, your business credit card. So there's all kinds of money problems. The IRS is waiting outside the courtroom, right? You know they are. Here, she is talking about why she has so much bulk cash. I mean, this lady just has cash laying around. Again, you, you're in Atlanta. Your house just got hit, okay? Especially Fonny's house. I mean, that bitch is burning down as they are walking out of there because if this is true, uh, she went home to a very, very, very stark situation outside of Atlanta yesterday or the other day. Let me tell you that always have cash at the house that has been i don't know all my life if you're a woman and you go on a date with a man you better have 200 dollars in your pocket so if that man acts up you can go where you want to go shit i wish i would have known that i've been on some dates i didn't want to be on and i'm like damn i gotta pay for it and go home if i would have known that that was a thing be like, shit, you got 200 bucks. You pay for this. I'm going to head the fuck home, get some sleep, because I got to go back to work tomorrow. I was really hoping that I wasn't going to have to work, you know, half the fucking week to pay for this dinner. But if you got a bunch of cash laying around, you pay for it. No, I'm just kidding. But, you know, anyway. So, I mean, I guess you could say that's advice that you would take. But how much money would that take? You know, $200, okay? You're going to have $200 of cash in your house, uh, for emergency that you're going to put in your purse and take if you go out just in case something happens. I can be down with that, and that sounds semi-reasonable. That's not what we're talking about, and that's not what she's talking about, and it goes off the rails quickly other than $200 cash, which I'm pretty sure is probably what her dad probably, who was a Black Panther, by the way, hated the government, communist revolutionary um, Black Panther. That was her father. So now you know what raised her. Uh, I mean, that's if he was there. Okay, let's be honest. But uh, anyway, may have been advice she got, maybe advice she read in a column sometime. I can be down with that. And that's probably what actually um, her life's like. She probably has carries a couple hundred bucks cash with her at all times to 
you know, tip an Uber, Uber driver or whatever she does, living her lifestyle. Uh, and that would make sense. That's not what we're talking about here. That's not what she's talking about at all. She says $200, but then she starts talking about large sums of money. Let's go. I keep cash in my house, and I don't keep cash as good in my purse like I used to. Um, I what? don't go on many dates, but when you go on a date, you should have cash in your pocket. So my question was, where did that cash originally come from? <laughs> it came out of the bank. Cash is uh, fungible. It's fungible. I've had cash for years in my house. So for me to tell you the source of when it comes from, when you go to Publix and you buy something, you get $50, you throw it in there. When it's been my whole life. When I took out a large amount of money on my first campaign, I kept some of the cash of that. Like, Okay, two things real quick. Number one, don't ever try this, okay? Let me just tell you, U.S. citizen to U.S. citizen, don't ever try this. I mean, apparently Fonnie can get away with it, but don't you try it because, I mean, it won't end well. Because if you say, hey, I just have large sums of cash at my house that I pay for things with no receipt, and I couldn't tell you where it came from. It's fungible. It's just fungible, which in other words, um, that is, this is a line that she has picked up because she's in a, she's a, pro, a DA. She's picked this up from like drug kingpins. That's the kind of shit that they say, they're like, well, we'll just keep a ton of cash around. I mean, I don't know. I don't like banks and my family didn't really like banks. And you know, those, you know, those crackheads that show up at like three o'clock in the morning, they're not real good about having their credit card on them. And my square doesn't plug into my phone. Right. I don't know what's going on. It's hard for them to swipe. So I build up a lot of cash and I just keep it around the house. So, um, you know, it's not a problem. I mean, you're money laundering, you're selling drugs, you're doing something pretty bad to have stacks and stacks of cash these days. Right. I mean, it's just unreal. So don't, as a citizen to citizen, don't ever try this defense. Be like, I just have shit tons of cash laying around the house. I don't know where it came from. So no idea. I just been keeping these stacks around for years. You know, uh, no receipts, no, no receipts, no, I have no idea. Um, uh, it's just for me working, you know, I work, I get stacks of cash and then the IRS is going to show up and be like, well, hold on a second. How much cash do you have? You know, 20, 30, $40,000 in cash. Well, you know, Hey, wait a second. And there's so many implications that I can't get away with. You can't get away with. Apparently, she thinks it's totally normal, and that's how you should get away with it. Some people are saying she's an elitist. No, she's not an elitist. She's a criminal, and she's dealt with a lot of criminals, and she's trying to use a criminal defense, and that's why somebody in the courtroom laughed at him because it's like, dude, you're stupid. You can't actually do that. She thinks she's uh, you know, so powerful and untouchable that she can. It's going to go on. To tell you... I just have cash in my house. I don't have as much today as I would normally have, but I'm building back up now. So you just put money in. It's a very good practice. Mm. I would advise mm. it to all women. Identify when you came into this cash or where That's the cash came from. I didn't say I could identify right there, it. No, it. Nobody gives me anything. I am sure that the source of the money this is, is literally like the, the top and tears of attorney. Me, which I, I can't believe that. She goes, I didn't say I couldn't identify it. It's my cash. I can identify that it's mine. But, I mean, I can't identify where it came. It probably came from me. I mean, can you imagine? Can you imagine? 
Anyone that has dealt with the government, can you fucking imagine giving this answer? How about try it? Try that shit. Try it. Tell the IRS, man, I have no idea. This came from my blood, sweat, and tears. Uh, so I know it's my money. Uh, taxes? <laughs> Cash. Fungible. I don't know anything about taxes. Shit. I don't pay taxes. That's my money. I have blood, sweat, and tears. You know what I'm saying? Police show up. You got a hundred grand sitting in the corner. They're like, hey, where'd you get that money? You're like, my blood, sweat, and tears, bitch. Blood, sweat, and tears, bitch. You know what I'm saying? They're like, well, do you have a receipt where you took it out of the, your bank account? Like, you know, where you get paid? I paid. I'm getting paid. That's my pay. Blood, sweat, and tears in the corner. You know what I'm saying? Blood, sweat, and tears all day, baby. I, I Try that. Let me just tell you what's going to happen. There's going to be someone with a uniform on that's toting your cash out the door <laughs> and telling you, here's here's a receipt. Uh, as soon as you get some proof that that's uh, not illegal, which, I agree, again, I don't agree with that practice. I'm just saying what the practice is, and this, and she knows what it is. She knows she can't do this shit. And see, the reason no one else would try this is because everybody else would be terrified because the IRS would literally be like sitting on the edge of the chair. There is some guy in Washington that has been waiting his entire life to hear those words come out of someone's mouth. Unfortunately, it's a Democrat, and he probably can't go do anything about it because his boss will get rid of him. But he has been setting, waiting for years for someone to make that exact statement or him to hear someone say, I just have stacks of cash that I have no idea where it came from. It's just my blood, sweat, and tears. And that dude just got wet pants. He was like, dude, I've waited. I have studied. I have trained my entire life just for this moment. Send me in there with my calculator and I will destroy this person. This is what I've lived for. And unfortunately, he's probably not going to get to do that. But uh, that's what would happen to me or you. We wouldn't get out of the courtroom. There would be an auditor waiting outside. They would set a land speed record from the IRS to wherever the fuck you are at and be like, hey, we brought an extra calculator. Let's go see that cash. Let's go talk about those mountains of cash that you just keep at your house from your blood, sweat, and tears. We want to talk. We we got a conversation to have with you about it. You in Fulton County. Are we doomed? When did the Which money is go doomed? What I am trying to tell you is... This is a diversity I hire. I divorced in 2005 from my husband. And, and no, 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 no. It's important. You said, where did the money come from? And I need oh, to tell boy. you where the money came from. Oh, boy. And so for many, Uh-oh. many years, I have kept money in my house. So she got a divorce. You still didn't tell me where the cash came from. Why do you have stacks of cash at your house? From my blood, sweat, and tears, bitch. Um, but what's that have to do with you? It's important. I got divorced and now I got stacks of cash. How did this divorce go? Did you rob him? Was there a gun involved? That money in my worst days has probably only been 500 or a thousand dollars. At my best days, I probably had $15,000 in my house of cash. Oh, really? Cash. At all times, there's going to be cash in my house. Good. Well, it's not there anymore. The money that you paid, Mr. Wade, the cash, in October of 2022, you do not know where that money came from. I do know where it came from. It came from my sweat and tears. <laughs> you know which <laughs> job it came from. Did she really say it? It came from... Blood, sweat, tears, bitch. That's where it came from. Blood, sweat, and tears, bitch. It's in the corner. Blood, sweat, and tears. 
I I mean, come on. It's too good. It's too good. It's delicious. And you know what? I'm running out of time. I hate it because I want you. She said she could not define relationship. That is hard. She couldn't have had a relationship when they think she had a relationship because, you know, this dude that she was seeing, well, his wiener didn't work. And you would think I was kidding. And I'm not. And she told everybody. And she tried to say it three or four times, and the attorney kept cutting her off because he didn't want to know or they didn't want to know. And finally, after she said it, he said, What? She said, well, I'm not going to emasculate a black man, but his dick didn't work. That's basically what she said. And he said, well, don't want to know. What's funny about that statement is just earlier, she had said that only men define relationships by sex, not women. But she did. So anyway, I'm out of time. I will be back next week with so much more. Dig in on the deliciousness that is this. I mean, you need to watch it for yourself. There's clips on YouTube. Go watch this. I mean, it is like watching a train wreck. You can't turn away, but it is too good. And then when she, I mean, I bet you this dude hates her right now. I mean, I know they're not together anymore, but I'd hate her. Anyway, I'll be back next week. The music's playing. I've got to go. You know what? Until next time, it's no agenda. Just America. Now freedom needs each American to dedicate himself to its preservation. We must not allow our liberties to be endangered by neglect of our duties as citizens. Learn the facts about all candidates and issues. Then vote for the one you believe in. Guard your American heritage of freedom. It needs you.